Welcome back. We're the 12-sided guys. We have Matt playing Pine. Hi. Scott playing Joff. That's me. Jordan playing Ebby. Salutations. Sabrina playing Nari. Hey there. And me, Paul, as the guy who has a really hard time coming up with new NPCs, so I keep recycling Gerard and Porthos. And Ember. <laughs> and Tedward. Tedward is the greatest. <laughs> Tedward is me. <laughs> Tedward is me in universe. Everyone says um, never have a DM PC because it's like the DM playing a character in the campaign. I have to admit, Tedward is kind of uh, me. He's kind of my DM PC. <laughs> I told myself I'd never do this. <laughs> my NPC is the uh, chamber pot salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Who was really disappointed he didn't show up in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we just skipped over that part. We all bought new chamber pots. <laughs> I have two, one for each cheek. <laughs> you should have got the double juice one. How does that even work? Do you it like doesn't, it doesn't work at middle? all? <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly messy. Incredibly yep. messy. <laughs> but they clean up like a dream. They're like Teflon coated or something. Because <laughs> there's nothing inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us again. The story keeps getting more and more convoluted and complex. So if you need some help keeping things straight, like characters or places, maybe consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash 12sidedguys. That's one, two-sided guys and get access to the wiki and Atlas. Alternatively, or in addition, you can leave us a five-star rating and write us a review to help other people find us. Cameron became a patron recently, and from what I've heard, he studied the maps and the wiki so thoroughly that he already figured out that the person pulling all of the strings is actually me, Paul, the DM. Good sleuthing, Cameron. (laughs) And if you were disappointed when you found out that the big bad guy pulling the strings was actually your next door neighbor named Pokey, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 24. Chancellor Ramsay shuts the door to the opulent chamber filled with its rich tapestries, priceless artwork, and morbidly obese occupant behind him as he exits out into the promenade of the Imperial Palace in the city of Almar. The center of the known world should smell better, he thinks to himself. Even here, deep in the inner courtyards of the palace, Ramsay is almost overcome by the stink of the thousands and thousands of people that make Almar home. Well, he thinks, at least I'll be able to get away from this cesspool for a time. Damn that fool oracle. I should have put an end to him long ago, before he ever came to the intention of the empress. Now, more than 30 years later, her disgusting, incompetent grandson still hangs on every divination from that kook's mouth as if it were scripture. A man strolls through one of the flowerbeds, having waited during Ramsay's council with Emperor Gantanius I, may he live forever, and notices the chancellor's exit. Wordlessly, he shuffles over to his master, back bent with age but mind as sharp as ever, and lowers his eyes, awaiting Ramsay's directives. Myron, get my things in order. Apparently, I am leaving for the Arkelvy province as soon as possible. Myron bows his head low and touches the finger of his right hand to his forehead. Then, without a word, he shuffles away down the colonnade and out of the courtyard, leaving Ramsay alone to stew. The heir of Everlyn, damn him, he thinks to himself. 
the emperor is more afraid of some rumor out on the fringes of the empire than the enemies at his borders or the hidden daggers here at court. And now he sends me, me away, the one person striving to ensure he stays on the throne. Ramsay's mind wanders back to the conversation he just finished. The emperor, in all his immense wisdom, making connections and issuing orders. Ramsay's objection. Your imperial majesty, just because it appears that some scandalous, seditious writings are coming from the western marches of Arkelvy, and this prophecy mentions Mount Tabor, does not give either one more significance. No, he says between bites of food and sips of wine. You do not understand what I see, Ramsay. This is significant. Everland's last king dies in our custody, and that same day a new divination from the angel himself through our oracle speaks of the final heir as yet unknown to us out on the wild edges of my empire. That is a sign, he continues after a long tug on his goblet. Now we find that the writings that have been rousing the rabble of late have been tracked back to the closest city to Mount Tabor, Taborville. Tabory, your imperial highness. The emperor continues on, ignoring or not hearing Ramsay's interruption. His speech speeds up, making it more difficult to understand when combined with the way certain syllables slur into each other. Connections! Connections for those smart enough to see them! Go to Taborville. Find the writer and find the heir. Everything is pointing us in that direction. Wine sloshes out of his cup as he gestures emphatically. I order you to do this. I need you to do this. Please prove to me that I haven't misplaced my trust in you, Ramsay. I wouldn't want you to end up on my wall of traitors. Ramsay continues to avert his gaze from the eastern wall, although now it almost seems that the grisly trophies are staring at him, making the spot between his shoulder blades itch. Ramsay's back stiffens at the memory. To think, Gantanius used to be so easy to lead and control it, yet now he's even more headstrong than his late grandmother. Perhaps I should have let his soft-hearted mother sit the throne a little longer. Maybe I could have molded her more easily than her son, he thinks. No matter, a paranoid, gluttonous man, our emperor, but at least he's predictable, most of the time. He can be led, although carefully, and as long as the empire continues to thirst for the technology of the ancients, what is inevitable must surely come to pass, even though much, much later than should be. I can deal with the emperor himself, one way or another. The crack of wood and the squeal of nails brings Ramsay back to consciousness from this fever dream. How, how long have I been unaware? A day? A month? He shakes his head, trying to clear it. No, no. Thirteen meals, thirteen long drinks of water, or, or was it fourteen? Regardless, two weeks, two weeks give or take. I mustn't lose myself. As the nails squeal louder, the lid of the crate Ramsay has been living in is pried off. Light streams in, blinding him for a second, even though it's dim. Ramsay blinks repeatedly in an attempt to clear his vision. He hears voices talking nearby, but he can't make out what they're saying. A higher feminine voice and a deeper, more masculine voice. The masculine voice has an accent that Ramsay struggles to place. Uh, Menares. He's a native Menares speaker. Footsteps approach the box and then, backlit by the light of the room, a face peers over the edge of the crate. Detail is hard to make out, but Ramsay detects age and graying hair. A voice speaks to him. Now the Menares accent is easily noticeable. Well, good morning, my dear Chancellor Ramsay. I'm sorry for the nature of your conveyance, but you understand it was necessary. The silhouetted man reaches down a hand into the crate. Let's get you cleaned up, and then we can talk. I am sure you and I will become fast friends. I can feel you watching me, Squire. From the moment I stepped in the city, 
you've been a vague passenger following me. At first, I thought it was because I had decided to leave Howling Talon. I worry that Nari was right about me being too honest with them. I imagined this sensation of you was my nerves acting up, but I can't deny that dream or the fact that you pressed my clothes and cleaned my boots last night. Ugh. You have me muttering to myself in the streets. People think I'm a crazed drunk. Damn you, Squire. I've missed the feeling of silk on my skin. This shirt is nice. Nothing compares to finely stitched clothes in the Barastian style. It doesn't change how I feel about you or this whole lineage thing. No matter how shiny my shoes, it will not change my mind on this. You want me to play at being a king? You want me to reclaim our heritage? I want neither. I want to reconcile with my sister. I want to know what motivates Mr. Pine to act with nobility. I want to know how a mechanical automaton can have more humanity than most people I've met. I want to know why Nari would risk her life for a cause that's so far beyond lost. Why would anyone fight against the Empire? No one in their right mind would fight against them. But I guess I can't judge anyone for being not in their right mind. Here I am walking the streets muttering to myself. Hey, Joff, stop lollygagging. Catch up. Oh, sorry, sorry, Pine. Um, I'm catching up right now. I just had a lot on my mind. So here we are. You guys have now since moved out of the Lazy Leg Inn and into the Imperial Splendor Inn, a um, step up from the uh, Lazy Leg for sure. Uh, you guys did some shopping with Gerard and Porthos. And in fact, uh, Ebby's favorite necklace that he had just gotten, you guys already sold and then you guys bought like a, a magic, magic haversack. And uh, now after all that, uh, you guys are on your way to the Library of Cadriel, uh, which is this large red brick building tall towers and uh, looking for some way to translate the allele language and the, what you guys are calling the crystal codex in Ebby's possession. It's, you see people coming in and, and going out. And as you guys are looking at the library, um, the front of the building, it's kind of, it almost has like a cathedral-esque look to the front, minus like any kind of statuary. Just like pillars and columns, kind of buttresses supporting this massive building. Um, and then right above the front door, which is this massive kind of Gothic arch, um, which is like a pointed arch uh, doorway. Uh, the, the doorway is like 15 feet wide. And right above it, you see this symbol, and anyone can make a religion check, um, but I will kind of describe it for you. It's basically like a gold circle. If you think of like the drama masks, you have comedy and tragedy, the, the smiling one and the frowning one. This is similar, but instead of it having like that kind of shield face look, it's, it's just a big circle. And the eyes are open and the mouth, there's a mouth that's open, like um, almost like a wide. And you actually see that underneath the mask, there are these two golden hands that are kind of fingers down, but palms uh, uh, pointing out towards you. And if you look at it and you squint, it kind of looks like somebody is kind of, uh, think of like somebody standing up at like a, a rostrum or a pulpit and they are kind of expounding to you. It looks almost like somebody is, is teaching from the front of a classroom type of thing, like a face and hands just kind of gesturing. Um, and uh, what are your guys' religion checks? So we can cut this, Paul, but um, because... 
I'm pretty sure I know who this is. So I, I rolled potentially with advantage, but uh, my first roll was a three. But if I get advantage, it was a 19. Okay, well, it, it's it's not that important. Nari rolled an 18. Joff got an 11. And Ebby rolled a six. Well, um, Nari, you've been here long enough. You know that this is the symbol of Cadriel. Anyone looking at this can tell that it's a symbol of Cadriel. But Nari, you've heard rumors. And um, uh, everybody else, I mean, Pine would know this. Everyone kind of knows that uh, Cadriel is is different. Some people say the Lord Lord Cadriel and Lady Cadriel. Um, uh, some people say that, no, there's not a Lord and a Lady. It's all the same person, just two different aspects. Um, th- there's kind of this debate going back and forth. But um, Nari, as you're looking up at this symbol, it looks like this symbol represents kind of uh, Cadriel's open and um, and sharing side. The idea that knowledge should be shared, that, you know, kind of Kind of the whole open source um, mentality uh, of of this library, um, and that's the symbol there on the outside of the building. I will relay that like the excellent tour guide I am. <laughs> awesome. So you guys walk into the library. Um, it is a very large building. There's like a um, a long chamber down the center of it. And you can see doors along the sides. There's also a second story that has like a balcony that looks down over this kind of central hallway. Um, and you can see there's just uh, wings and rooms and different areas of this library. Um, and as you are looking around, um, what exactly are you like there's signs and things that you guys can follow or there's librarians kind of um, hustling around with books under their arms, reshelving books or going into different rooms. You see them coming and going. Uh, you guys are in this library and you are a little bit lost. I'll try to flag somebody down. You, uh, you see this. Um, she's about, oh, maybe barely over four feet tall. She's got spectacles on her nose. She uh, has pointed ears and she comes, uh, She flag, you flag her down and she kind of gives like a little huff, like a little exasperated huff. But then she comes over to you with a big smile and she's like, yes, how can I help you today? Welcome to the library of Cadriel. Well, thank you. We um, we are looking for. I'm uh, not quite sure if it'd be under languages or be under um, ancient history, but we're looking for any information on um, the Elil language. Uh, the Elil language. Um. Well. Um. Let me think. And she thinks for a second. She's kind of taps her chin and looks off in the distance. And she says, "I well, I can honestly say that this library has no." books about the language of Alil, although I have heard of it. Um, if you're interested in like history and, um, and maybe other languages, then um, I can show you to the North Wing. Uh, everyone make a perception check, or actually an insight check. I enrolled an 11 on insight. Uh, Abby got a 14. Nari rolled a nat 20, so for 25. So did Joff. Joff awesome. got a nat 20 for 27. Oh my gosh. All right. So um, as you guys are listening, Pine and Ebby are kind of like nodding. Ebby's kind of like, something seems a little bit off. They wouldn't have anything about the Ilio language. And then Nari and Joff, both of you are instantly like, she's not telling the truth. 
you can just tell that she is hiding something. And Nari, we'll go back to you with your religion check from before. Um, you know that this is kind of one of the one of the aspects of Cadriel. The the first aspect is open knowledge. The second aspect is the secret or the hidden knowledge. And so Joff, while you're a little bit kind of like, she just lied straight to my face. Nari, you pick up on the nuance that she's telling you there's not information in this library. And then she immediately told you where you can go. You think she's giving you some hints, but you have to look for it, if that makes any sense. Okay, I'll kind of, you know, quietly relay that to the group around me. She says, I can show you the way if you'll, if you'll come follow me. And she takes you down this big main hallway uh, to a door um, at the at the far end. It's a big double door. Um, and she pushes it open. And inside you see, uh, she opens up the door and you can see as you enter into this, this uh, kind of the northern uh, wing, there's a, there's a, you're in this room. Uh, it's kind of rectangular. There's shelves all over the place, just full of books. The center of this aisle is all wood. And then off to the sides, the floor is stone. You can see there's benches along the wall to sit on and read. Um, this this wing right now is is empty of anybody. Um, you see this librarian who has introduced herself as um, Librarian Jem. You see her uh, kind of, uh, she starts to kind of uh, busy herself with straightening books and things like that here um, in this section of the library, which um, anyone who made the insight check will say Roos or Joff and Nari, you instantly know that this is, she's, she literally was just a second ago in a rush to do whatever she was doing in the other end of the library. And now that she's here, she is not rushing back to do her work. So she's, she's acting a little cagey or a little bit suspicious. Um, and Nari, you would know that this, you've heard rumors of this kind of stuff happening around acolytes or not acolytes around librarians of Cadriel. This gem is truly outrageous. <laughs> uh, was that that old cartoon? Yep. Oh my gosh, that's a throwback. <laughs> All right. You guys see um, at the far end of this room that you're in, there is another set of doors. I mean, this, this room that you're in right now is probably about, oh, I don't know, like 50 feet across, maybe 60 feet, 70 feet wide, just full of different bookshelves. It's very nice in here, like nice carpets with gold trim on them. The ceiling is very high. Um, there are staircases actually going up to the second floor uh, on either side. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, she's just, uh, she, Jem is making herself busy and she kind of, she kind of calls over to you in a kind of that, that, um, stage whisper type of a voice. She says, um, feel free to look around here. Um, I'm, maybe you'll find something that you're looking for. Well, thank you very much. I'll begin looking. Is there some sort of a card catalog system that you use? Card, card catalog. That's that. She like, she like starts making it. I said, that sounds ingenious. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should do that. No, we just kind of know where the books go. So she kind of points over. We should do it. That's like a dad pun. Congratulations, you won. You did win the dad pun for the day. That one hurt. All right, um, you see, she kind of points over to like the west side of the building. She says, "This is um, this is full of um, um, kind of um, what's what's we're looking for, like um, world history." Um, and then she points to another section. This is kind of the imperial history, more new stuff. You mean whitewashed? Uh, excuse me? Sorry, I, I 
just spoke my thoughts out loud. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, he does that. She points over to the other side. She says, we have a lot of geography here. Yeah, this is the history section. Over here, we have some some of the... Um, <laughs> Were those air quotes? So we have... You can see she's getting a little bit um, off... Uh, off. Uh, Let her finish. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing me off is what I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she says, we have some maps over on this other side, um, as well as some geography. Um, and then there's a little bit of religion smattered in here, but the rest of the religion is actually um, over in the uh, East Wing. But feel free to peruse, and if you need any help finding anything, I'd be more than happy to help you. And then as you guys are kind of standing there at the door, this other, uh, the door at the far end opens up, and then this short woman, probably another short woman, this one's, instead of being like short and thin and, and kind of um, uh, bubbly and, and, uh, and full of energy, this woman is, is older. She's probably around 60. She's got white hair. It's done up in braids. She's almost as wide as she is tall, and she comes out. She's got RBF. Do you guys remember what RBF is? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Resting bitch face. Like, she just looks irritated. Um, and she comes out and she's like, is this my class? And she looks around and she looks at the four of you and she goes, hey, you guys here to learn Almerian? Yes. <laughs> the, well, come on in. <laughs> she's like, wait, do you already speak Almerian? She asked you in Almerian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Jem, will you, when, when my class shows up, send them in. And then she goes back into the other room. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. Jem is like not quite sure what to do. Like she's got a smile. You can tell that the smile is a little bit permanently uh, plastered on her face as she's just trying to be helpful. Um, and she just kind of starts walking around the different shelves looking for things to reshelf. Pine would like to start investigating in the um, on the western side where you said like the more ancient history is, uh, and I'm specifically going to be looking for. Um, I guess I'm, I'm using the characters from the book that we found in the ancient facility. Okay, um, I'm trying to look for characters that look similar to that, or anything that mentions the word allele in a language that I speak. Perfect. Yeah, Ebby wants to go and help him with that too. Perfect. And Nari will do the same thing, but kind of right where the librarian was directing us. Kind of more in the middle, um, on the middle stacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think the person we should be helping, though, is is Joff. <laughs> yeah, Joff, Joff might be able to find it a little easier. Okay, well, how about, well, so Nari's going to help Joff, and then uh, Abby will help Pine? Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. All right, then let's have uh, Pine make an investigation check with advantage, and let's have Joff make an investigation check with advantage. Well, Abby, with your help, I rolled a natural 20. All right. So Joff got a 21 on his investigation. He just had to do one better than me. <laughs> I only rolled a 13. Oh, man. That sounds about right, though. All right. Um, you guys, uh, so... Uh, Ebby and Pine, you guys are over kind of on the west side looking at different books. Um, uh, uh, Joff and Nari, you guys are looking through different books on the, in the middle. And um, so here's what happens. Since you guys rolled well, uh, very well, Joff, with your help, you see a book on a shelf. That it, it's not shelved. It's actually sitting on the shelf kind of um, instead of being slid in so you can see the spine, it's actually facing outwards, right? 
And um, the book title, which you can read, uh, it says, um, The Hidden Truths from Verum to Occulta by Petra Havers. That's what you find. And and uh, actually, Nari pulls it down because you can't quite reach it. Um, so that's how you guys help each other. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so Pine and Ebby, you guys are looking through um, a section of shelving and you see that everything has its place. And then you see there is one place where it, you know how when books are so stacked in nice and tight, they're all standing perfectly upright. You see there's just one section where one of the books is kind of leaning to the side. Like there's room for another book in that spot. I'll uh, look back in behind that on that shelf, like something, maybe something got pushed farther in. Okay. As you look back there, you see, nope, it's, it's a plain shelf. It just looks like there's a book that's missing from this spot. Perhaps somebody checked it out recently from the library. I, I had a thought, Pine. Yes. Um, Abby's going to kind of whisper a little bit so that way nobody else hears. You know, we spoke on and and were told by the individual at the at the inn that the wealthy imperial aristocrats and dignitaries often had deacons that assisted them or accompanied them. Perhaps we could use that to our advantage if we were to role play as such um, that you were perhaps the dignitary and I your assisting deacon. Perhaps we might gain additional information or access to areas that we might not otherwise be privy to. Well, that could work, yes, but um, I would never, never dine to, to request that of you, to pretend to be something you're not. Well, I, I appreciate the sentiment, but honestly, the information is worth it to me. There is no injustice or undignity that can be done to me any further than has already been done to my people. Okay, well, let's, let's keep that as an option, yes. And in the meantime, let's see if Jem knows who took, who took out this book, or wh- where the book might be. As you guys turn around after having this conversation, you see Jem is kind of standing, looking like she's working on a shelf, but she's kind of looking over at you guys. Um, Jem! Same smile plastered on her face. Jem, there seems to be a book missing. I think it might be the exact book we were looking for. Do you have any uh, idea where it could be, who, if it was checked out or, or maybe waiting to be shelved? She walks over and she looks at the space. She goes, huh, well, that's interesting. And no, we don't check out books here. If you want to read a book, you have to keep it here. So I don't, I don't know where that book could have gotten off to. And then she kind of wanders back away from you. Still with that grin on her face. That um, I'm here to help you type of... Uh, um, Almost fake, large smile. Gotcha. Okay. Customer well, yeah. service grin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll look at the books that are there mm-hmm. around the missing one. Okay. Anything interesting there? All right. Yeah, the books. Did, did Joff and, and Nari hear their conversation? Because I think... No, you guys were in a different part of the library. Okay. You guys were kind of more in the middle. And it's a library, so not only are there big shelves full of books to like uh, block sound, but also you guys just naturally whisper when you're in yeah. here. It just kind of happens naturally. So you're looking at the different books that are around? Yeah. It looks like these books are, um, well, why don't you make a, uh, an insight check or an intelligence check? Just make a straight intelligence check. A 17. That's not bad. I rolled a 17. 
Nice. Um, these books are in alphabetical order by author. Oh, okay. So is it the same author on either side? Um, no. Uh, the author on one side is uh, Hake, H-A-K-E. Okay. And the author on the other side is Hamilton, H-A-M-B-L-E-T-O-N. So now, Nari, I would, it, would, it would appear we're looking for somebody with the last name, an author with the last name of like H-A and then between K and M. Let's go see if, uh, if Joff and Nari found anything. Sorry, you were saying? Oh, oh I was going to say, you said, you said Nari instead of Evie. Oh, Epi! It would yes. seem. It would seem that. <laughs> oh, are you speaking to me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's been a long day of research. Um, Jem goes. No, my name's Jem. <laughs> <laughs> She's waving from across the room. Well, Epi, it looks like we're looking for an author um, whose name begins with an H and an A, and then uh, the next letter would be somewhere between an a, a K and an M. Interesting. Yes. Okay. The, the, the fantasy equivalent of K and M. All oh, right, right. The Almerian, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those crazy Russian Ks that's backwards <laughs> and has an extra, like, couple, w- couple legs on it. There you go. Joff is going to walk up to Jem. Yes. And ask, or, or and say, Perhaps we didn't ask the right question. It seems that the woman in this other room is a linguist. Would she perhaps understand the language we're after? Um, the, the language Allele? I'm afraid that's a dead language. And, and Librarian Berta, she, she teaches uh, locals to speak Almerian. So she teaches the Ustranians to speak Almerian. You didn't answer my question, though. Does she speak Allele? Yes. Um, I honestly, I am not sure. Do you know anyone that does speak Allele? Um, not offhand. Or, or read it rather. Um, no, I, not that I, not that I'm aware of. With your passive insight, she seems to be sincere. Okay. Um, would it be okay if I asked that woman in the other room? Um, sure. She's just... She's a little bit gruff. She's, she's, um, she's, uh, there's a reason why she teaches classes instead of helping people here in the main part of the library. So, um, just watch, watch your tone because she doesn't put up with anything. Okay. 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 We can do gruff as long as she's not gringy. Yes. We can, we can deal with gruff. <laughs> we draw the line at gringiness. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So she's just going to go busy herself. And then Joff, you're going to head into the other room. Yeah. I'll walk into the other room and, and, uh, chat with the woman in there. Okay. As you walk into the room, you see that this is this room is like a, a large auditorium. Um, there's rows of benches. There's even some more bookshelves on the on the walls. But you see, like up at the far end, um, there's a, a wall that is like um, stained glass windows back behind um, this this kind of pulpit, and uh, this this older um, stocky uh, short woman, Berta, librarian Berta, is a. Is she looks like she's making notes on something here at the front, um, at, at the uh, at the pulpit, at the uh, whatever the stand. So Joff will clear his throat and take a couple steps forward. Um, excuse me, ma'am, I I have a question for you. Yeah, what is it? I'm b- very busy. I I can see that. Um, and Joff will like 
pointedly look around at the empty room and then say, <laughs> then say, uh, I, I misunderstood you when you came through the door before. I thought you had mentioned the language Allele. Um, I'm looking for someone who might be able to translate that for me. She goes, nope, no language Allele here. I just, I teach the locals how to speak Almerian. That's, that's fine and, and good. Do you know anyone? And necessary. Y- y- yes, you're right. Do you know anyone that... But you seem to have a handle on the language. I think you, you don't need to take my class. I know. And she's she never looked up the whole time. She just keeps writing on whatever paper she's, <laughs> she's writing on. Joff will take another step forward and say, I know, but you're not letting me ask my question. Oh, well, ask away. I'm a very busy woman. Do you know anyone that speaks or reads Elil? No. Well, that answers my question. <laughs> You can tell that she's, you can tell with her uh, natural four role, you can tell that, no, that's not true. She does know something about Allele and she is just not answering you. Oh. She's she's lying to you. Oh, well, um, Joff will walk up to the pulpit and say, I need a moment of your time. She's like, you've taken more than enough but do you... I'm sorry, I cannot help you. Perhaps there's somebody else here in this facility that can help you better than I can. Would you point me in the right direction so I can get out of this room? Go out of this room. <laughs> no, I meant point me to the direction of someone who speaks this language. Have you been to a library of Cadriel before? No. Okay, well... This is how you learn in the library. You have to muddle through things. You have to... um, She kind of leans in close and whispers to you. There are certain things that I of the Ordo Verum cannot answer. We seem to be muddling through this conversation. I would much rather a direct answer. I'm afraid that that would break some of my vows. Bruce will pause and respectfully say, I don't mean to ask you to break any vows that you have made. You notice that she's got a pin on, like a brooch on her, like clasping her, uh, her dress clothes that has the, uh, it's that same golden symbol with the open eyes and open mouth and the, and the hands. Joff will say, okay, if you can't give me a direct answer, what room might I find this person and what station in this, this house of learning would this person hold? Make a make a persuasion check. Joff got a 19. She kind of looks left and looks right. And then she looks at the book in your hands. And she points at the author's name, Halvers, H-A-L-V-E-R-S. She says, you already have the key to find what you're looking for. (laughs) Now, please leave the room. I'm preparing for my class. And she goes back to scratching on her paper. Good luck on your lecture. And Joff will step out of the room. Perfect. While uh, Joff was having that conversation, though, uh, Pine will have been looking for rocks and finding none. Would be disappointed. Go find you do find a book. You do find a book that says the perfect skipping rock and how to find it. <laughs> anytime, anytime I'm RPing just on my own, Pine is looking for a rock. That's what I do. That's so good. But I think I think Pine would have suggested that we head over to Nari to see if she's found anything. 
So you guys all kind of convene back in the middle just as, as Joff is coming out of the kind of the auditorium that's further to the north. Uh, Jem is still kind of, uh, kind of still sneaking around, um, looking busy, but staying close. Joff will look at Jem and say, did I pass your test? I think I found what we're after. She looks at you and she goes, oh, oh did you find what you're after? Uh, that's fantastic. And then she winks at you. I don't, I don't know how this works in here, but <laughs> can you direct me to, and I'll point to the author of this book. Is, is this person here? So you guys all see Joff pointing to this author, which is spelled H-A-L-V-E-R-S. Hey, Abby, that's the book we were looking for. I believe you're correct. Or should I say agreed? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Joff Joff asks, "Is, is this person here at the library? You're asking Jem? Yes. Uh, she says, no, no, that, that book was written long ago. I, I don't, that, I believe the author is passed on, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago. Wait, so this book will tell us how to translate Elil? Maybe we could just open the book instead of harassing this lady and see what it does. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's, she's taking a vow to be cagey, so. <laughs> she just so, passes you, the book off. You see on her dress, she's got um, she's got uh, the same symbol, the golden symbol with the open eyes and the open mouth. I believe level six for librarians gives them enhanced snark. I think is- <laughs> <laughs> she's, level seven, she gets a scarf. It's just like innate. She gets this little not scarf, a little shawl that she wears all the time. Uh, so who are you handing the book off to? I'm t- to Nari because she was mentioning it. Okay. <laughs> Jem is just kind of watching. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would, I just kind of would like to at least flip through it, get a sense of what it's about. Okay. Um, as you flip through it, it, um, it actually talks a little bit about um, Cadriel. It talks about Cadriel's different aspects. It doesn't go into too many details about, um, it just says that um, Cadriel has two faces. Um, and, it, and then it spends the entire book talking about Ordo Verum. The title of the book is The Hidden Truths from Verum to Occulta. And the book only talks about Verum. Pine will go to Jem and, and he'll say, um, you know, I'm originally from, from, from Minarest, so we, we highly... Uh, what? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'll mute myself. I'm so sorry. These damn librarians. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm originally from Minarest, and, and there we also highly revere Cadriel. He's one of... Uh, they are one of our um, uh, prime deities that we, that we follow. Um, she she kind of whispers to you. She says, "You you mustn't say Menarest anymore. I'm sorry, but that that name is is illegal. It can get you into trouble. I I, I just wanted to warn you ahead of time. Uh, there's there's ears everywhere in this city. Yes, okay, sorry. Yes, it's it's the first time you sense that she was actually very sincere. Colinemius. Well, I I was just I was remarking on your brooch, and I was wondering if um. There were others in the library who had maybe the other aspect of the brooch. She says, I, I do not know what you talk about. I am, I am librarian um, gem of the Ordo Verum. Okay. 
librarian of Cadriel. Oh, oh, so so Pine is going to, I guess, for the rest of the trip here to the library, Pine is going to keep his eye out for any different looking brooch, maybe eyes closed or mouth closed. Okay, why don't you guys all make um, a quick uh, insight check or investigation check? I'll let you guys do either one. All right, I rolled a seven. Abby rolled a nine. Joff got a 21. Nari rolled a nat one for six. Okay, so as you guys are looking around, everyone's like scratching their heads like, what is going on? And Joff, as you're looking around, you can't help but notice every single book is in place. There is not a single book off of the shelf. Everything is perfectly in its place. Joff will ask Jem, did you move this book? Well, I I assure you, I have no idea of what you're talking about. And then she kind of starts to walk away. Maybe we should try putting it back. Can I ask her, what was the title of the book? The the part that was missing? Can I ask her about that before she leaves? Oh, Occulta? It it just means hidden or secret, I think. I don't know, it's an old word. But of course, I am Ordo Verum. That means truths or open or um, that that kind of... um, It's the aspect of of Cadriel here at the library. Okay, I guess we'll have to uh, find someone who works in the hidden truths. Oh, I assure you, I assure you, you won't find anyone like that here. And then she walks away. <laughs> Joff will walk over to the shelf where Pine indicated that it that it was missing and put it away and say, I did your job for you. I, I put it back. As you put the book back in the shelf, it clicks in place. And the shelf slides aside, revealing a secret compartment back there. Them. Sick. Mr. Pine, you're the one that likes the the hidden doors, right? Uh, Pine doesn't even answer. He's just giddy and like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are kind of like looking at this door, you see that Jem is now standing with her back to you, purposefully ignoring what's going on right now. So what's through that door? What does it look like through the door? It looks like there's a passage behind there. So as as the as it moves aside, it looks like there is a stone passageway um, behind this bookshelf, and um, it looks like uh, it turns south. So, um, but you can't really see very far into it because basically, as you walk into the passageway, it immediately turns uh, turns a corner. Well, let's check it out. Yes, let's just check it out, please. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your voice down, Mr. Pine. We're in a library. All right. Who uh, wants... What's the marching order? Ebby uh, can take the rear. Okay. Joff can't see in the dark anymore. Okay. So, Pine will, Yeah, I guess Pine will take the front. Okay. Um, I can make a little token of light, too, if we need to, if it's if it's that dark. Okay. Or I have a red candle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so as the as the bookcase moves aside, the the, the passageway is only like maybe four feet um, tall. Um, so you have to like duck to get in there. Um, and as you all move into the passageway, you see Jem walk up from behind you. It looks like she pulls the book off the shelf, and then the doorway shuts behind you. But as you enter this passageway, those of you who can see in the dark, 
you see a, a ladder heading down. There is a ladder heading down in this small, like 10 foot room. Uh, it's kind of um, where the rest of the library was very um, almost ostentatious in its decorations. This is just a very plain stone uh, hallway and chamber with a low ceiling, like maybe six and a half, seven feet tall at the most. Nari has to kind of duck uh, to get through here. And there's a ladder heading down. I'm heading. I'm heading the hell down. Oh, yeah. 100%. We're going through this. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is happening. Yeah. All right. I thought that'd be a little bit easier to figure, <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> it took us like 40 minutes. <laughs> You're like, damn you, librarian. Give us a straight answer. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That's oh, so man. funny. All right. Uh, as you guys descend the ladder, um, you see there's a there's a faint light uh, emanating from down below. And as you get to the bottom of the ladder, you see that you're in a small, like 15 foot by 15 foot chamber of undressed. Well, it's it's worked stone, like uh, the the floor tiles are flat, but there's no decoration to them. There is a door to your west. There's a door to the south. There's a small carpet on the floor. And you guys have just entered the secret portions of the library, the Ordo Occulta. Paul, I got to say really quick, Paul, when you said undressed, I'm like, great. We just walked into like an eyes wide shut situation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's some guy playing a weird piano thing or organ solo with the with a blindfold on and in the corner. Um was that from that movie? Because I never saw it. I think you just you just you just tipped your hand. What? It was an award-winning film. Tipped your hat. <laughs> Milady. Milady. All right, you guys. Well, <laughs> hey, thanks for playing. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this session. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun to see you guys try to figure out a, a puzzle to put a book on the shelf in alphabetical order. <laughs> I was about ready to leave that stupid room. It's been a long time since I've played Mist Man, okay? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I was thinking that Mist could be a fun one to do for like a random saved game. And I'm like, oh man, we wouldn't get through any of the puzzles. We'd get so stuck. Yeah, here you are. There's a door. So basically, the way that it looks like you guys are standing, it looks like uh, um, uh, Pine and Joff are standing kind of on the eastern wall, and Ebby and Nari are standing next to the western wall. There's a door straight ahead to the south, and then Joff, you're standing right next to a door uh, to the east. You're in this small room. It is quiet down here. Um, it is, uh, it's not really stuffy though, surprisingly, but you can feel kind of that cold, like you're, you're under, you're underground. I mean, I just, let's just, let's just open one of these doors. I mean, these are, Secret knowledge, and we're supposed to be finding it out, so all doors are fair game, I think. So, east or south, or back up the ladder? <laughs> well, I'm done here. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Do either door, like, have any light or sounds or anything coming behind it? Uh, make a perception check or investigation. I think I will do perception. Joff will help her so that she can do with advantage. Nice. Okay. 25 with advantage. 25 with advantage. Um, as you are listening, you it's I mean, it's quiet down here. It is very quiet. Um, and as you are um, listening at the door to the east, you th think you hear 
um, some, I mean, it's so faint, it's hard to tell, um, but you think you hear something. It's like a little thump or a little bump or a little scratch or something coming from the from behind the eastern door. The southern door sounds d- dead quiet. There might be somebody to the east. Do you guys want me to quietly enter that room? Let's head on in, yes. Okay. So you open the door to the east. And as you open the door, you see a small, narrow hallway. It, okay, I said small. It's a long hallway. It extends probably about 50 feet. Um, it is another low ceiling. This one only about like six feet tall. Um, and it's just about five feet wide. And uh, Roos, I don't know how far you can actually see in here. I think you can see the hallway. Just as far as the light goes. Yeah, I can see the hallway from here. Yeah, okay. So as you look down the hall, it's, there's like... As you look down the hall, you see you see kind of embedded in the wall, you see crystals, very small, and they give off just the faintest bit of light. So there's like this low, dim light throughout the hallway, and at the far end of the hall, you can see another door. But other than that, it's just like a straight hall that goes, okay. I don't know, 50 or 60 feet. Joff will proceed down the hall and say, there's, there's a doorway down this way. Proceed with caution, friend. And I'll, I'll move quietly. Okay. Why don't you make a stealth check then? Okay. I'll follow right behind. Joff got a 24 on stealth. Okay. Pine's following right behind. He got a 19. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you guys managed to get all the way up here to the next door. Um, yeah. You're standing at the door. Why don't you make a, 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 either an investigation or a perception check? Joff got a 24 on investigation. As you're kind of examining the door and um, kind of uh, trying to get a feel for uh, for what's behind the door, you can actually hear somebody talking, kind of muttering to themselves. Um, nothing that you can make out specific, but um, there's definitely somebody behind this door. I, I will motion as best I can to be quiet to Mr. Pine and whisper, there's someone behind that door. Maybe it's what we're looking for, someone who can actually help us translate. I say we head in, it's a library. Okay, you're right. I I guess I just get nervous in situations like this. Well, I, I was actually afraid these crystals were gonna explode as we walked by them. <laughs> Maybe I should have been even more cautious. <laughs> well. Should we just open it? I'm right here with you. Okay. Joff will open the door. All right. You open the door. On the other side, you see a larger room with bookshelves all along the walls and a table in the middle of the room with some papers. And standing behind the paper, you see a large man. He's probably, oh, he's over six feet. He's probably six three, six four. So not quite as tall as Ebi and Nari, but big and broad across the shoulders. He's got kind of a, a tan, kind of a greenish, almost olive tint to his skin. Um, he's got kind of an underbite. He's got um, pointed ears. Um, and he he looks like a brawler, like somebody you would expect to like be, you know, throwing punches or swinging a sword. But he is standing behind this desk 
And he's got some papers on this table that he's looking through and he's reading and he's comparing one paper to another. He's wearing a robe. It's a dark robe with like a red hood, but the red hood is down. The man looks at you and uh, bows his head slightly and says, Oh, I, I didn't realize anyone was down here. Welcome to the library of Lady Cadriel. And that's where we're going to end our session for tonight. Oh, All right, guys. Man. Awesome session. That was great. Um, that puzzle was uh, quite puzzling, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it took us a <laughs> bit longer than I would have hoped. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Great fun. Uh, very, uh, that was a lot of fun. I kept thinking that there was someone in the library we were looking for instead of just right. the stupid key. Right. I was like, oh, they'll get this in no time. It's just, you know, it's just alphabetical order. Just pop a book on a shelf. There's some, yeah, anyway. <laughs> hey, it was great. Lots of fun. And uh, you guys got to meet the librarians a little bit more than I expected. So that's always fun, too. A little bit more backstory for these uh, librarians working in, uh, working in the library of Cadriel. Last time we got together, I had mentioned something about possibly playing Myst as a random save game. But after the puzzle of just trying to find the secret area of the library of Cadriel, I realized that it. yeah we're not going to do mist that would be um that would be a whole campaign in and of itself so. <laughs> a whole campaign for one puzzle <laughs> <laughs> oh man no one hey scott you remember that one time that you and i went and did a, an escape room no wonder we couldn't get out <laughs> oh man we were close we were on the last puzzle in that escape room <laughs> and, and to be fair i had a newborn baby in my arms the entire time too but yeah that was i a lot totally of fun. forgot about that oh yeah dude that was yeah that was pre-pandemic everybody that three was three years ago that was uh well not quite three years ago. that was two and a half it was yeah it was for your birthday a couple years ago Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoy what we're doing. Uh, go ahead and leave us a review. A five-star rating would be awesome as well. Um, tell your friends about us. But other than that, uh, we hope you guys have a great night and we will talk to you next time. So have a great time. <laughs>